Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Transcend Your Health with me, Erin and Heather. Um, so today's episode was actually a lot of fun. Heather um, interviewed me about my journey through health and fitness and how I got started, why I got started. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and um, it really allowed me to like think about how far I've come and where I'm at today. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and I will see you all soon. You have what? Of something funny to tell me? Yeah, but I figured, oh, you're recording now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So- you always miss my good stuff. I <laughs> We're not professional yet. <laughs> Did you even do the intro? I mean, I'm going to do it because I don't know what you're going to ask me. So I have to do my intro based off of... Oh, so you do the intro afterwards. Yeah, when I don't know. I Remember just... the time you had to um, mute me and block the camera on me so that you could uh, <laughs> intro without looking at me? Oh my God. Let's just tell the story. <laughs> okay. So this is fun. So at my like coaching in-person job we're gonna do like a weight loss challenge thing starting in a few weeks so I'm trying to like prepare for what I'm gonna ask people to do so I was reading up on these like metabolic finisher things that are like at the end of your workout you do like five minutes I'm sure you've done this so today I did five minutes of just like walk walk and then run on an incline of like two so like I'm walking for 30 seconds only five minutes so 30 seconds run 30 seconds walk oh my god I feel like what smokers must feel like, like I've been coughing since then. Like it wasn't like physically I could do it. Yeah. That wasn't, I mean, I was, t- it was hard, but it's 30 seconds. So like, whatever. But ugh, my lung, I was like, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I went the whole way home. I was like, if your phone, if I could send you audio, I tried. I wanted to send you audio <laughs> of me coughing. <laughs> You tried to send me? Yeah, I did. Instead of FaceTime, you, and you're not on iPhone, and it didn't work. Yeah. That's happened to me before. I think it's just, like, that excess air. I don't know. It's almost like asthma after the fact. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, like, it's, what, 12 degrees here today? Yes. So that's not helping. I mean, it's funny because, like, the I had the cardio ability, but just to, re- like, to feel that, like, burn. I mean, it didn't feel bad. It just was odd. And I was like, how am I going to ask them to do this, and they don't die? I think I'm gonna have to do to begin like like 15 seconds or 10. yeah like adjust it based on the person like some people may just do 30 minutes or 30 minutes huh 30 <laughs> seconds walking like high incline maybe go up and down yeah. the thing is too is you got to wait while the treadmill adjusts itself I know it takes up time you lose a little bit of time that way but yeah. anyway you'll figure it out you get it this is my punishment for trying to be in shape yeah <laughs> Oh God. So how's the gym? It was good. So I'm taking it back to basics. I, um, what does that mean? <laughs> I just did like, just very Walking slowly on a treadmill. <laughs> staring off. Into space. I, yes. I went back to the treadmill. No, I just did like, so today I did glutes, legs. Okay. And I today, I did barbell squat, leg press, RDLs, and just hip thrusts. So four okay. exercises. Everything was three sets of 10. And I was very impressed with my leg press, even though I've done more. But I think because today I was just like, Monday, it's try to get it in. I yeah. did it 360. 
for 10. Wow. It felt good. So I think next week I'm going to start with 360 and then add 45s on and see where I get. Nice. I, really, I really want to build strength. And one of my things that I, like most people, don't do, unless they're like really diligent about it, is like, I don't go in blindly. I'm not going to say that. I go in and I just do it. And then like at the last set, I'm like, oh, let's see if I can do all this big weight. And then I do it and I'm like, well, fuck, I should have started with this. Right. So now I'm keeping track. I'm keeping track and I'm keeping my workouts just simple. No finishers. Right. <laughs> I mean, no finishers. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I used to program my clients that way kind of, especially when like, if it's a new movement and you have no idea what they can do. Yeah. Now I try to go way over what I think they can do and then take it down. It depends on the person. If it's going to like really psychologically bother them where they're like, I can't do this and they flip out. But in general, I try, because I feel like everyone's underdoing what they can do. Well, progressive overload, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and myself included, I feel the same way. Like I tried a new movement today and I was like, I tried to first go light just to get the form right. And even right. then I'm not sure if I got it. I was like filming myself like, is this what I want to do? Um, but it, it is always surprising when you like push yourself and you're like, oh, look, I can actually. Yeah. The one thing that I do struggle with a lot is the barbell back squat. Only because of my back. So I did 110. I mean, at one point in my life, I was doing like 160. Yeah, but how old were you? That was like four years ago. <laughs> All right. It's been a rough four years. It's been a rough four years. Um, no, I want to work my way back up. I want to at least squat my body weight in that. Right. So, I mean, I'll be able to do that in probably like four weeks, but. You haven't even asked about my weird light. I'm no, actually, I was going to say you are very. Um, you know, like Madame-esque like with your red light. Red my light. red light. Oh. This is to help deal with my aging and wrinkles. <laughs> Study say infrared lighting helps. I've got this line. Yeah. I call it the, we're not going to name my current job, but I'm telling you three months ago before I started it, I didn't have a deep line here. I had a little hint of it, right? But in three months time, it's now become... You know, your job is fucking stressful, dude. A straight up line. I know. Um, you know, you yeah. should use um, Image Skincare. They have this anti aging cream. It's, it's great. That's what I use. Oh, yes. And you barely age at all. She does look very good if you haven't seen her. It's on YouTube. I still have yet to post these on YouTube. You're supposed to post these on YouTube? We should probably start showing up with like makeup and hair done. Then if you're going to post them on YouTube. No, this is the reality. People this is reality. Me. This is That's what why I've got my red light on, so no one can really see what I look like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why I've got the red light. Um, we look good in red light. Thank you. <laughs> red light suits you. Hmm. Yeah. I think those years have passed, the red light years. <laughs> Special niche category. Um <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so anyway the topic today um is actually one of it's not even a topic you're just interviewing me i know well that's the topic it's oh. what is aaron afri's background in fitness um it came up because how many listeners do we have now like 31 <laughs> 17 i know we have at least two that i know <laughs> so probably it's 10 to 20 i mean yeah 
share this. After this interview, right? though, we're going to have so many more because I'm fascinating. As you I'm know. sure. Anyway, <laughs> are you, though? Am I? Well. So one, per, one of our listeners, Sarah, who's a friend of mine who I know actually listens because she tells me she listens. What's up, she Sarah? asked me a question about you, and I couldn't answer it. And I was like, this might be a good topic. Am I Insta-famous? She asked a question about me. It doesn't even know me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sort of. Hey, girl. Hey, Sarah. Okay. Um, what was her question? I'm interested. Well, she wanted to know, I think maybe in one of our podcasts about the weight loss, you said something like you hadn't had to deal with your weight at all. And I was like, I don't think that's accurate. So maybe it was just the way we answered the question or... She might have heard it wrong in that time, but then I realized that maybe like a useful and enjoyable thing would be for people to kind of find out our history of mm -hmm. how we are here, where we're at. Um, and also you and I, because we actually really haven't been friends that long. So oh. I know, shocking. Um, you would not know it actually to be around us. <laughs> so I uh, know before I answer this, I'm doing this um, Zen as fuck book. Okay. And it's funny you say that. So today it was, who is your yas queen? Y-A-S, yas. And I actually put you down. Look at that, Heather. You put me? Aw. Yeah. It's so cute because I'm doing this thing and it has like write your daily gratitude and one thing must be a person. And yesterday I put you. What the fuck? See? Aw, we love each other. <laughs> We're in love. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought like I just interview you for this episode about like your fitness history. Okay. Um, so we'll start really basic. Did you play sports or anything in high school or young child? Like what was your young background? I danced. You danced. So, so I started dancing when I was seven. Okay. Six, seven. Um, so I started dancing and that actually got me into fitness and it actually got me into my eating disorder as well. That's a whole nother thing. Um, well, actually that wasn't it completely. I'll answer your question. This <laughs> <laughs> would be a rough interview guys. For real. <laughs> um, so no dance. I started dancing when I was seven and then I actually did run track when I moved to New York. I ran track for the two years that I was there. Um, I also danced while I was there. I was a cheerleader. How old were you then? Uh, we moved when I was 13, okay. 13, 14. 18. So like middle school, early high yeah. school. Because it was, it was like junior high. That's when it was still junior high. It was junior high. Hmm. We moved back to Michigan for my high school years. But um, okay. so I've always been active in some way. My brother grew up playing basketball and ran track. My cousin did gymnastics and I was just kind of just watching them because oddly enough, I looked up to them and wanted to do what they did, but in my own way. So um, yeah, I took the form of dance, track, cheerleading, and that's how it started. Did you, so did you choose on your own to go into dance as a kid or did your parents kind of like sign you up for it? Nope, I chose. Um, I chose to do dance, but they were they're the parents that if you do this, you're not backing out. Like you have okay. to finish it. And I loved it. So I danced from the time I was six or seven to 18. Wow. Okay. So what made you stop dancing at 18? That's just normal for 
dancers like unless that's like your profession and you're you want to go into it so one of my good friends Jen who I danced with she actually progressed went on she's like she has her own dance studio now so typically okay. unless you're like doing you know the nutcracker and auditioning for shows and stuff after you're 18 unless you do it in college you kind of stop I mean that's just that's just normal typical Okay. A real huge passion for it. And I love dance. I did. It just wasn't, I never wanted to be a choreographer or a dance teacher or anything like that. Right. Okay. So you just like took it through kind of its normal. So then um, in college, did you do fitness in any way or? So right after dance, that's when I started to feel like I was just fat and not active anymore. So I started going to Valley when it was a Valley. Okay. Um, now owned as LA Fitness, but yeah. yes, no, LA. actually it was Big Tanny Valley LA Fitness. Oh man, I know, right? We're old. Um, we are old, <laughs> right? So I joined um, Valley, and I started taking classes because I knew nothing about anything about the gym. Mm-hmm. I just knew like typical the cardio machines I started right. taking classes so I did like cardio kickboxing I did I forgot what it was called but it was basically a total body class with weights and stuff and I did Zumba and um I'll be sort of blog about this too I wanted more so I got a personal trainer which was way too expensive but I did it for did I do two rounds of it I think I did 24 weeks and I did that because I wanted to lift more weight. I wanted, like, I knew have, lifting heavy weights was the way to change my body. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and how did you know that? Because this is, I mean, is this while you're in college? So the 90s, late 90s? Yeah. How did you, like, definitely that's not the thought, especially for women. I know. So what made you, like, actually know that? I Honestly, it was more so of like my progression from dance, right? Cause I knew in order to be a good dancer, we had to do, so this is kind of where things started to change for me. So in dance, um, my dance teacher, which by no fault of hers, there was a time where she put us on the scale, like she weighed us and um, that started making me think about, okay, weight loss and how do you achieve weight loss? Mm-hmm. And how about how old would you have been? Uh, I think she started, maybe it was like 12, 13, okay. around 12, she told me 14. And it wasn't anything by her being like malicious or like, mm-hmm. almost that we were fat, but kind of. And so- You felt it without it being direct. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, you tell a child, right, to get on the scale. Mm-hmm. And then that was outside of all my other insecurities and reasons why I felt like I needed to lose weight. So. Um, I started doing a lot of reading and research just like in magazines, right? So it was like 16 mm-hmm. magazine, I think it's shape or something was, anyways, I was reading stuff. Right. There were so many good magazines at that time. People. I know. <laughs> we had Teen, we had YM, we had yeah. Sassy, we had, we had all of them. There was like nine magazines just for teenagers. It was YM. YM. Yes, because it YM had like that little segment of fitness. Fitness. Right? Yeah. Young men. That's what the YM was for. Young Miss, yes. And, you know, they talked about toning, right? Mm -hmm. 
weight training or whatever. And I think just from there, I really did educate myself on some things because I wanted to, and that's why I wanted to do and learn more. And then being at the gym, like you, I did see women on the machines, okay, weightlifting. And so that sparked an interest. And then for me, it was just my natural progression was, okay, the machines are great, but now I want to do free weights. So in order to do it properly, I wanted to train. So I had a trainer and um, that's how it pretty much got started. And then I started wanting to train more women because if I had these feelings and desires to want more and learn more, right? I just figured there's other women out there that wanted it too. So, so did you feel, um, I have so many questions here actually. So did you start dieting right then when you got on the scale? Like did that? So no, the, it, well, I guess I did. This is really a sticky situation because it was one, she put us on the scale to lose weight, right? I necessarily didn't diet. I just stopped eating. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Like I, at all? I mean, I ate, but it was like very minimal. Like I tried like portion sizes because I knew nothing about anything. So like what I would normally eat, I ate half of. Okay. Um, now, were you in any way actually overweight? So in my mind, yes. But if you were to look at all my pictures, maybe this is what Sarah was, as maybe what I said. I never really was fat okay. in the sense of being obese or overweight. And have you ever in your life been really technically overweight? I mean, for my height, yes. Like BMI scale or like body fat percentage? Both. I mean, okay. my highest weight that I've gotten to is 185. Okay. But so that I carry it very well. I mean, that sounds shitty. I know to say that, but I do. I carry my weight very even. Right. So even 185, people would look at me and right. think I was just athletic. I, I got right. a lot. So you have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. Too. So that creates that yeah. appearance. But also... Um, our society standards of what's considered overweight might often, especially now, be considered <clears throat> looser than what the technical standard of overweight is, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I always joke that there's like overweight in Michigan and there's overweight in New York. And let me tell you, it doesn't take so much, it takes a lot fewer pounds to be considered overweight in New York City yeah. than it does in Metro Detroit, <laughs> right? Yeah. So well, yeah, by like scientific, like the numbers, absolutely. Yeah. I just always, like you said, it was more of a social thing because for me, being the black girl in an all white society, pretty much growing right. up, all I saw was blonde, blue eyes, you know, Kelly Kapowski, that's the size you're supposed right. to be and that's pretty. So compared to Kelly Kapowski, I was fat. Right. So that had a lot of... Even though I was the white girl with blonde hair. Right. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. The 80s and 90s did not do a lot to make any of us feel like no. we needed to be anything but yeah. bone skinny. Yeah. yeah. So... 
So your family now, when you start eating and like cutting back to like halves, so is, would you describe your family as like health, like healthy mindsets around food, healthy food in the house? Um, how they respond? Like, what was it like? So we grew up, my mom cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was healthy. My mom actually, even though she never told us or whatever, but my mom had like a little bulimia going on. There were times where I remember she would eat and go in the bathroom and, mm. um, Low-key bulimia. Low-key bulimia. <laughs> so I think on a unconscious level, I took that in. My mom used to always say, um, you know, moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips with certain things that I would eat. So it was like little things in my head throughout my life that I've heard that made me feel like I was doing things wrong. As far as being in the house, like we had healthy, healthy food. My mom, like I said, she made breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. She yeah. cookies all the time. Um, so I've had that foundation of what healthy foods are and to make food at home. We barely went out to eat. If we did, it was like, a, it was a treat. Right. So. So she kind of modeled, because it's usually the mom that matters the yeah. most or the females in the family. Yeah. She, she did. She modeled, my mom really did model a good standard for good health. Like, I don't. Except for this little bit of, yeah. I mean, we use the term these days. Um, I think it's more appropriate, not necessarily eating disorder, but disordered eating. Yeah. Right. Like she might not have been full on bulimic, right. But she had some disordered eating yeah. happening. And I was little. So I, at the time, you know, I. You weren't conscious yeah. of it as a child, we take things in, we just don't really know how to process it. But other than that, like she exercised, I had my mouse-sized record. Oh, she exercised, that's cute. The mouse-sized is cute, I like I that. Mouse-sized, so I had. I believe you did some mouse-sized on IG. I did. I yeah. I YouTubed it and yeah. I brought back my. <laughs> yeah. um, so did she, how did she talk about like her body and like, your body like how did you feel she never did that was never really a discussion it was when i was older it was just little little sayings that whole right. woman on the lips light time on the hips my right used to say it to me she used to say it, but it wasn't anything like you know you, you shouldn't eat that yeah you shouldn't eat that, you're right. gonna eat that. or you're looking a little big or any of those kinds of things Right. But it was implied through that statement. Right. You picked up between yeah. the dancing and that. So now, um, since you had mentioned like what the like public ideal is, right? And you were not fitting that. Did you have anyone that you felt represented you? No, it wasn't until, I would say Paula Abdul, but at the same time, I felt like I didn't identify with her. Really right. wasn't until I went to a Janet Jackson concert and Hope's right. abs were just popping. And I remember thinking, I can be like her because, you know, she fluctuates. Right. She so sure does. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen her at her biggest stage, her on point fit stage and her in between stages. So she was pretty much the first one I kind of identified with. Um, and what, what, what album, what, what concert were you going to? This is just because I love Janet Jackson. It was control. I'm so jealous. I have a lot of jealousy right now. All right. So you saw Janet who 
I mean, definitely for control is in re that's like top Janet shade, right? She was, she was, but if you With remember her videos, she wasn't in top Janet shape. Right. Right. Okay. Cause her principal, she was a little thick. You're right. And then once it's like rhythm nation where she's yeah. like full on what's happening with Janet's body, how she looks so good. Yeah. Okay. So then did you see like any, so Janet's basically the first like mm -hmm. non-white woman with uh, and and Janet, guy. Her, like smallest is never like a toothpick looking kind of woman. Like that's yeah. not. She was the first one I could relate to in the public eye at that time. Mm -hmm. So do you think now, I mean, I know that's quite a jump, but do you think there are people in media now that you can relate to? Or you think like if you were a 16 year old black girl living in, where did you, where were you living at that point? Back here in Michigan? Yeah, I was in Westland. Oh yeah, Westland. Um, did you, do you think like there are people out there now that represent variety or not just one stereotype or? <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely more now. Right. You know, there's Gabrielle Union. There's, you know, still Janet. She's out there. Um, no 16-year-olds looking at Janet Jackson. I know. Well, I'm just saying. Carrie Washington. There's, I mean, there's so many more. Do you think there's a good variety or do you think it's still the same body type and representation? I think there's still a good variety, but I think that you have to... And this is probably the 41 year old of me coming out, but there's a good variety if you're looking for it at different stages. If you're just looking for it in like a movie that they were in and you're looking at that stage, that's the, I had a trainer, I did this for right. a year look. Right. 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 Because, you know. What I look like when I'm in my off time. Right. What I really look like. Yeah. yeah. So, Okay. So we'll go back to like your timeline. So you started, you worked with a trainer and kind of learned how to, to train. And then you said it made you want to work with other women and help them. Did you ever feel like, I know you got a trainer, but I know a lot of women feel like super uncomfortable and intimidated by like the weight room. Did you feel that or did you get a trainer? So you never felt that because they. That's just why I got a trainer. Okay. So you did, were like, I don't know what to do and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm going to pay someone more than I can afford. Pretty much. <laughs> I pay Terry Gilkey all my money. And all right, here you go. Terry's enjoying. Well, probably not. I was going to say Terry's having a nice, had a nice vacation on you. But the truth is, as we know, the trainers make very little, but the company enjoyed it. Somebody's uh, boss enjoyed my money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> off of Aaron. Yeah. So, okay. So then how do you end up working like training and you also do teach group fitness right yeah so how'd that happen I so I was doing Zumba and um I'm just dropping all kinds of names if only people knew um so I did Zumba and Christy who taught Zumba I was always like up front so my background's dance Zumba's dance and I think a lot of people followed me when they couldn't see the instructors and just one day we were talking, it's like, why don't you do Zumba? So right. I got Zumba certified and I started there. Um, and at the same time, I was taking a cardio kickboxing class. So the instructor that I was taking that from, I decided to start teaching that. So I started teaching 
And then, now is this like post height of Taibo kind of thing? Like when cardio <laughs> kickboxing was really popular or like during it or? It was post Taibo. Um, I was taking it when I think Taibo was popular. I actually uh -huh. had some book or Sony. Believe me. Believe me, it's uh, I've totally Taiboed my way through a kitchen or two. Yeah. 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 So I started teaching that. And then from there, you know, when group exercise expands, you know, if your employer comes to you like, hey, why don't you teach this? Why don't you teach that? Right. And you just like add certs on basically. So I added certs. Of your own class. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Let's be honest. Some gyms are like, here's a cert we want you to do. And some are like, can you pull this out of your butt? This class? And you're like, yeah, sure. I can. And then you're at home streaming videos and trying to figure out, hmm, what do they do? And ballet boxing. Yep. <laughs> Although oh, belly boxing would be a good niche for you. You definitely have that. They have it. It's called Piloxing. They also have ballet box and they have everything. Piloxing. Ballet boxing? That's like Pilates in boxing, right? Piloxing? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so that's... So yeah, I started doing a lot of group exercises and then I wanted to take it further because everyone would ask me questions during class or after class. So I started, um, I got my certain training start personal training and um, working with one-on-one -on -one clients yeah. right so um, what made you decide and then with your one-on-one -on -one clients you obviously added a nutrition component as well right because the group fitness you that's I mean I know in my personal experience one of the reasons I wanted to leave it is people would ask me a lot of nutrition questions but that really does not fall under your group fitness umbrella right like you don't have time um, but also this just doesn't make sense. So when did you add in the nutrition component with your clients? When you started personal training? Yes. And then when did you, that was a great answer by the way. <laughs> yes. I hope, I think I'd, all your answers haven't been like that. Um, so when did you switch or start to make the transition? Cause I know you still teach some in public too, right? But you don't, do you do any one-on-one -on -one training, personal training clients anymore? No, you no. transition. Jim has gotten so saturated with personal trainers. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I haven't physically, personally trained in a gym in probably six years. Wow. Okay. So um, what would you say, when was the moment when you transitioned to like online coaching? Two years ago. Okay, and what made you decide? Like you just saw the market or have you had an online coach yourself or what made you decide to do that? I did have an online coach. Um, Cause I, I wanted to, I did want to train. And like I said, I just didn't want to be in a gym, especially the gym that I knew I was going to go to. They have like 30 trainers and it's, it was just too much. Um, and you don't make money. That's a whole other thing. So right. I, that is two, three years ago now. I got a per, I got my own online coach mainly because I went through a depression. Long story short, had a hysterectomy, and as much as I didn't think it affected me, it did, and I did gain weight, and that's when I was at my heaviest. Um, for the second time, actually, I was at my heaviest, and I just didn't feel good about myself. So I had um, a coach, Nikki Stott, and um, I loved it. I loved the the price factor versus being in a gym with a coach. I love that it was more one-on-one. -on -one. So it was every week we had a Zoom call, we talked, she adjusted my macros. And I just like being able to have contact with that person 
when I was feeling any certain way. If I felt like I couldn't do it, if I, and it was a lot of education. So every week we'd also do like the group call and there was a lot of education more so about just refreshing my memory about, you know, food, nutrition, workouts, muscles and all that good stuff. Um, and after working with her, I decided in, while I was working with her, I wanted to do that as well. So mm -hmm. I started my business coaching and then coaches need coaches too. That's a lot of work doing online coaching. So then I also had another coach, Alex Bush, and same thing. It was great to have because workouts were there, they're explained, you get videos, all the good stuff. One right. on one. And I, I really, I like online coaching because I feel like a lot of people, when you have a personal trainer, you see them once a week. Right. Right trainers you do not have communication with outside of, you know, hey, I'm canceling today. Right. We switch your time. Um, the nutrition factor of it, they really aren't getting paid to help you meal plan, do a nutritional plan with you. So and a lot of times they're not certified. They're not certified. And that, you know, and not even that, I think to a lot of them, the ones that are that want to seem like they know what they're talking about. They just kind of throw out numbers mm -hmm. based off of what they do, mm -hmm. you know, and don't really take the time to ask questions about, you know, how their nutrition's going. And, you know, with online, you, I mean, yes, at the gym, they can do measurements and stuff, but it's more in depth than just taking a picture and taking that measurements with a person. So, right. um, so my only like concern would be, and I wonder how you address this, um, for like good form, like proper form for your clients. Do you have them send you videos or, I mean, I assume that depends on which level of. Yeah. Commitment. Like I have one that she's, um, she's, you know, she claims that she's been at the gym. She knows what she's doing. I don't like to program like deadlifts and squats right off the bat without a picture, just because right. those two are, you can hurt yourself. And um, I feel like those need more of a form check. Right. So we, I, I usually discuss where they're at with someone. I have another one where I've worked out with her before, so I'm okay with her doing, um, she does dumbbell ones, like dumbbell deadlifts and things like that. Just really depends on the purpose person and where they're at. So, some people I do have them send me pictures. Yeah, I mean, I think it feel, I feel like, so I've had, since I do like in-person coaching, I've had like some people come in for a fitness assessment who are not going to sign up for personal training, who tell me they have online coaches. And I, a couple of them, I'm like, you need a different coach because I see like a squat that's all from the knees and it's just like hurting me to watch. Yeah. Um, but there's other people who are definitely further along in their journey who could do well, or there are coaches who have you send them video and then they correct your form. So, I mean, I know you value form because um, you've corrected mine, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is great. I mean, we need outside people. That's what you said. Like coaches need coaches. Absolutely. Like we can't, I mean, I, I use video a lot to, to correct my own form, but also like you need someone else to be like, oh, does this look right? Or is that right there? Or maybe I'm missing it. Something that you might be able to easily see for someone else. Um, 
you know, um, I always think of it too, when people are surprised, like coaches, getting coaches, it's like, well, every therapist you've ever heard of has a therapist. Like it's part of what you do, yeah. you know? Um, so what do you think is the most rewarding thing of doing your, your online coaching now? So right now, my, it's funny, my, my business has taken more turns. Like the business actually has created me. Something just fell in my house. No, Carl's not even in the house, right? Live on video of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get you. Um, no. What's rewarding for me right now is because now I work with women that are that have a health, unhealthy relationship with food. So yes, there's an exercise component to it as well, but what makes me more happy now is when I have a client come back to me and say, I'm, I'm eating more food and I'm feeling better. And then the weight loss is kind of a byproduct of it. And mm -hmm. yeah, my training and everything, I love hearing I love seeing their pictures of progress, but I also love hearing that they are excited about doing this again, because a lot of women go into doing, um, you know, their weight loss, fat loss journey without a plan, without a clue. Mm -hmm. and it's usually with something that is restrictive and then workouts that are completely asinine and they end up giving up or just stopping because it's, they don't know right. what they're doing. And it's stupid, like the bottom line, it's, it's, it's stupid, it's not sustainable, so they stop. So right. for me, it's if I can get a, if I have a client that within week two, week three is feeling pumped and energized and has nothing but, you know, amazing wins, because I always ask them what their wins are for the week, that's what makes me feel good. So you've really kind of even transitioned a little bit away from just like strict, this is your training program and more into uh, like a comprehensive eating style and, and yes. dealing with like eating issues. Yeah, because one of the things that throughout my journey, so coming from where I was, it really wasn't talked about with food. Food was never really a component of weight loss. And at the end of the day, yes, this is all about weight loss and feeling good naked and in your body. And that starts with nutrition. And I, that's where a lot of people, I feel like they, that's the wrong, the, they take their approach of fitness when their approach should be nutrition. And right. for me, and I know for a lot of women, nutrition is the missing component because we are so socialized to think that, you know, eat less and eat more and eat less and less and less. So you can lose weight and then you have an unhealthy relationship with food right? to where your body is never going to do hormonally what it needs to do. So you can lose weight. So right. that shift has been the biggest for me and it's really been able to help me overcome my relationship with food and also just release weight naturally. Like I, you know, my whole mentality is not to be you know, shredded anymore mm -hmm. and have a six pack abs as you can see for days, but just to feel comfortable in my skin. Right. And healthy. And that's where I want people to go. And in that direction, 
and if they lose a bunch of weight and they become shredded and they do all this, that, and the other, then awesome. That's great. Right. So. But that's not really what you're specializing in with people right now. It's like getting a healthier mindset with food. Yeah. Um, Healthy mindset with food, but I do program training with it. Yeah. And And then you add in exercise as a component. Yeah. So exercise as a component and it's basically, so there's, I have three different programs. So there is. What's your newest program though? You have one that you just finished, right? So there's an ebook. Yeah. Okay. So there's food fitness freedom, which is the comprehensive one for obtaining a health relationship with food and a fitness component. And then there is a six month trainer, which is someone that's just like gung ho ready to do this six months. And then there's eight week trainer. And then I just did a four week trainer, which it's just a PDF. It's ebook, but there's no contact with me But for the person that wants to start getting in the gym, doesn't have a plan, needs a plan, needs motivation shopping guides, tips, tricks, and all that stuff. So that's what that is. Right. So what's included? So the newest one, the, the like um, least investment one, right? For people that are maybe scared to like really, really so that's commit. That's a four-week trainer. That's a four-week trainer. What does that include? <clears throat> so you get four weeks worth of programming. Mm-hmm. Um, How many workouts a week? There's five. Five. Okay. There's five. One day is pretty much like a... Um, like a, it's a hit day. It's not, it doesn't, it's not a tough trainer day. It's right. a hit day. So you get four strength workouts, one hit day. Um, and then you get a shopping guide, the full shopping guide. You get um, tips on how to stay motivated. There's seven tips. There is um, seven tips for things that you should just know as far as post-workout, pre-workout, the importance of sleep. Um, nutrition in general, meal timing, there is sample recipes, there is, what else, there's everything. It's 30 pages. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay, so less than a dollar a page. Less than a dollar a page, yes. And you get it forever. Okay, so great, so like would you recommend like new people start there if they're like not sure what they want to do yet and they just have never done a program before? Yeah, so I created it so it's for the beginner, but it's also for the advanced person as well. There's um, instructional videos, there's a link for every exercise, and it's nothing crazy. And that's the one thing I wanted to stay away from because there's so many fitspos and influencers that do crazy shit. And that's not really what weight training is about. Right, Um, really. It's basics, compound exercises, you're doing straight sets, um, and this one for four weeks. I mean, it's you're not doing in supersets or giant sets. It's straight sets. Um, it's a good beginner program, good but if you're more advanced, you can find use in it too as well. So it's not like I, it's not so um, awesome. So then, like, what uh, what do you think I missed about your fitness history? Because I have like three, four questions I'm going to ask you. It's like cute little questions at the end. But is there anything you think I missed? Um, no, I don't, no, I don't, I'm such a good interviewer. I think you are. I don't think you, um, this is my, my calling clearly. Um, so, 
All right, so then some cute little questions then. What is your least favorite exercise to do in the gym? Ooh, my least favorite. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good question. Thank you. I would have to say, even though I'm learning to like it a little more, is the decline chest press. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's your favorite? Oh my God. Anything legs. Anything legs. There's not like you prefer squats or leg press over. Mm. No. no, I love all things legs. I'm getting back into liking the barbell back squat. Okay. Yeah. What about the barbell front squat? I hate that thing. I like front squats. There you go. Only, I don't like it with a barbell. What is your favorite healthy junk food? So like something that's processed, like whatever those little treats are. What's your favorite one? My favorite healthy processed. It sounds like an oxymoron. I know, right? But you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. It's My healthy food. processed food. It's, I mean, because your favorite healthy food could be something like a banana, but I'm looking for like, you know, your go-to little yeah. healthy-ish treat, it's processed, but maybe it's the smart sweets or the enlightened or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I have two. I haven't had the one in a long time. I love the outright bars. Okay. Is no there a particular problem. flavor you love? S'mores, but there's this butter toffee. That's amazing. All right, I gotta try those. Um, okay. You didn't like those, you've had it. I didn't like the peanut butter one. I saw a cookies and cream one or something that looks good, I wanna try it. It's not enough protein for me. Okay. I like I like 20 grams of protein in my bar. Anyway, um, <laughs> what's your favorite just like, I don't know if you call it cheats or treats, I can't remember what you've decided. So whichever word you like to use, what's your like favorite splurge meal, meal? or item? My favorite splurge meal, I, I mean, do you want it to be crappy? Like, I want it to be the truth. Okay. Because, I mean, I, my health, my treat meal, it's, it's healthy. It's usually anything Mediterranean. Okay. But, like, let's, what's the one where, like, you're going to text me and you're going to be like, well, I just, you know, ate this thing and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, Erin. It's not a whole life of healthiness, right? Like you. No, eat. I know, but I thought you said a meal, and that's like. All right, well, treat then. What is it? Like a beside oh. the Wookie. Well, my Wookie <laughs> is my fucking favorite, right now. Or it could be nachos. Okay, nachos. Not right. let's and go with nachos. Nachos is probably my favorite go-to. Any chips and cheese with salsa. Okay, chips and cheese, uh, nacho. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, um, which that sounds good. My last question would be if you were talking to someone who like this was the beginning of their fitness journey and they didn't know what to do at all, what would you tell them would be like the first step? Like what would your like little piece of advice be? Um, create a plan and I know that sounds really, I did a blog on this today. Um, I know that sounds really like- Being a self-plug. I know, self-plug, <laughs> I have a blog. 
and today's blog is about having a plan in the gym. Um, no, have a plan because I think when we go into the gym and you're a newbie and you people get overwhelmed by free weights, machine, like it's aisles of stuff. So they're in order, they just get very confused and overwhelmed. So they just go straight to cardio. So okay. my advice is to get a plan and I love, um, I will just say bodybuilding.com because it's the easiest one. I know their library of videos is pretty good to just have a plan. It's Monday. I want to do legs. Look at some videos about leg day and create a plan of what you want to do. Three to four exercises, a couple sets and reps and, and do that and get comfortable with it. Um, so create a plan and ask for help. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I have for you. My only thing would be is um, people should send in questions for Aaron that I didn't answer. So email us. Sarah, if you have questions. Yeah, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah follow Aaron if you're not already following her. That's not true. We have like 17 listeners. Well, I'm going to tell you like right now how many we have. I can pull this up right now and we will find out how many listeners we have, including Sarah. Do I know Sarah? No. Sarah, why aren't we friends? Let's make this episode, make this episode about Sarah. <laughs> I told you I could get us at least three or four more listeners when I joined, and I have. <laughs> I will say this, having you as my, uh, I don't even know, I mean, are you co-host? Are, you, are we hosting? What are you doing? Where are you? I don't oh, know what to call We haven't it. really decided. I know. At some point, we'll get a picture, and then we can decide, because right now, it's just you. It's just <laughs> Then I pop up. <laughs> um, our estimated size is 19. <gasps> wow. Somebody needs to come through and recommend us so that we get hit 20. We can hit 20. And we have had, well, this is all the plays, 2,680 plays. Wow. I think our last episode, now I'm just, this is ridiculous, but anyways, so our last, so our episodes together starting January 3rd, we had 23 for our very first one, 19 for our second one about who had the best weight loss tip, and then our last one about the sale metrics, we had 14 plates. Yes, but that only came out Friday. It's only been three days. New episodes drop on Friday, by the way, people. You should be subscribing so that we don't have to tell you. But <laughs> get us to 30. You're adult. Subscribe. Love, like, and ask You know you're not going to remember to go and download that every time. Come on. Seriously. And ask those questions because I cannot keep having Heather text me. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Ask questions because I'll keep creating the topic, people. That's right. Guess what next week's topic is? Me. Aaron's going to ask me questions. That's right. i get prepared for that. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron, for answering all the questions. Thank you for the interview. Do you feel like you, you know me more now? I do. I do. I feel like I do. I really do. Okay. It's fun. It was fun. All right. Guys, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. It's all about Heather. Woo! <laughs> Bye. 
All right, you guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned um, for our next episode where I interview Heather about her journey, how she got started, and where she is at now. As always, please share this if it resonated with you, and please hit us up with any questions that you would love answered on the show. Talk to you soon.